Coming to you pre-recorded from a cramped closet in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a New York City apartment far too close to the street. It's your favorite millennials with too much time on their hands. Welcome to the Red Team Reviews Podcast. Hello, friends. Today's a a dark day, indeed. Uh, we all knew this day was coming. It's because uh, of the sand. <sighs> we've 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 prepared for it, but can you ever really prepare for something such as this? Um, we don't like sand. Today we are going to be. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Today we are obligated contractually from the made up contracts we signed in our brains uh, to you. You're so full of shit. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, you know, we were like, oh, let's plan out the next few months of episodes. And like, what should we do? And you're like, well, clearly we're doing the prequels. And I'm like, no, not clearly. Not clearly at all. We can do other things. We're fine. So you did this. Let's just be real. Okay, if we're going to be real. If we're going to be real. This is the equivalent of the Democrats appeasing, like, the Republican move to the right and then being like, why are they Nazis now? This is your doing. No, okay, so if we're going to be transparent, then fine. Let's be transparent. Uh, This is actually not what we had planned for December. Uh, We originally had the Music Madness tournament planned. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. I kind of fucked up some audio like months ago, and then we tried to redo it, and it didn't quite work out. So uh, that's been scrapped uh, for now, and we will address that at a later date. But we had already decided we were going to talk about Phantom this month, so then it was like, well, we have two free weeks, and we've already started the prequels. <laughs> So, yes, I've effectively done this to myself, where now we're basically, we're like, we're like, just sprinting through these, these, these things that have been done to us collectively as a fandom. Um, And we're gonna have friends to get us through it. Yes, uh, though this is the, it's weird, it is weird, because we're recording this one technically first, um, and then we're going to go back and do uh, the other ones with our friends. And so that'll be fun. And uh, in the actual canon timeline, you have already heard us talk about The Phantom Menace with Julene. I hope you enjoyed that episode. So, um, yes, but today's torture. Um, so, first off, Hi, the voice you're currently listening to is TJ Patrick, and I'm suffering. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, the, uh, ooh, that's actually interesting. I guess the 3PO to my R2-D2? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I feel like we switch off. I guess so. <laughs> like, I was about to say, and then I started, I was like, I actually don't know who which of us is which. <laughs> 
I think in I think in the context of the podcast, you're three PO and I'm R two. But in the context of real life, I'm definitely three PO and you're R two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because once we get out of this realm, he, TJ doesn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, oh, because they're both dicks in their own way. So I was going to say, like, who's the bigger dick? But I'm like, no, they're both dicks, though. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, joined, as always, by my loving friend who hates sand. Trevor Catalano. <laughs> I actually do. I really hate sand. Um, I, I, I don't. Like, I'm not a beach person. I have this theory. <laughs> which is called the beach fun vortex uh where the trip to the beach with your friends is always more fun than whatever happens on the beach um it especially happens with women between the ages of 18 and 23 where the moment they got on the beach the sunglasses go on and then they become immobile and no fun Jesus Christ. um it's less true as I get older and my friends are like, oh yeah, we should also like spend time together while we're out here and like joke and chat and do all that stuff. But for the longest time in college, it was just, oh, we're going to the beach so that you can lay there and sleep while I just kind of sit here because I didn't want to come besides hang out with you, but we're not hanging out. So <laughs> beach fun vortex. <laughs> I don't like sand. Oh my God. This is, <laughs> this is very funny because me and Trev met in Sarasota, like we met in Florida, and we were like right yep. next to the Keys. <laughs> yeah. So everyone always wanted to go to the beach, specifically hashtag Night Beach. Yeah, Night Beach. And I never understood it. I never got it. I never understood. Yeah, it was just it was it was the same thing as people being fresh out of college and going ape shit because it was nighttime, and there was bioluminescence. That's the cool thing. Um. <laughs> Bioluminescence in in the Gulf are pretty cool, but and it's it's funny that that line is like the single most memed iconic thing from this movie because and people like go like I don't like sand and they may say it like like it's like it's funny and it is but also like many people also feel that way though. <laughs> They're like, but no, if we could like detach this from the movie for a second, yeah, sand is kind of annoying and gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, so it's really, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting phenomenon. But uh, yes, um, we can't put it off any longer, though I, though I desperately wish we could. Um, so today, we you are did it to yourself. We are we are covering. You could have put it off. You could have put it off. No problem. This had to happen eventually. Uh, so we just have to put on a brave face, and we have to deal with this abomination, this travesty of a tragedy that came from the hellscape that is the imagination of the cursed man himself George Lucas this concoction of cacti and nightmares this is, that is attack of the clones specifically star wars episode 2 attack of the clones and look man i've gone on record this is going to be a very unconventional episode but by, by our means even because i've gone on record with some with some 
with some things, I'm like, well, I don't want to say what my official stance is until we get to the episode, because that's a thing for the episode. With this, with this fucking bullshit, I have gone on record many times saying that this is by far, far and away, my least favorite Star Wars movie. It's one of my least favorite movies of all time. I, I, I hate and despise this movie with every fiber of my soul and my being, and I curse this movie to the bowels of Hades, like, I, and I'm just gonna, I'm, like, that's what I'm saying, like, this is not gonna be our usual, like, happy-go-lucky format, like, no, I'm just gonna say that right up, right up front, right now, fuck this movie, and I thought that before I rewatched it again, and I still think it now after I've rewatched it again, because sometimes it changes, you know, sometimes you misremember or you don't remember everything and you go like, that's what happened with me in Phantom Menace is that, you know, I kind of remembered that it was like pretty crappy, but there were some good elements in it here and there. And then I rewatched and I was like, oh, there's actually more good things in it than I remembered, though. It's still like a very mixed bag. And I would not say that it's a good movie by any means. Um, this is not that. This movie physically uh, assaulted me, and I had to pause it many times to collect myself and to go on little mini rants to just keep, uh, like, my blood pressure, I don't know if it's going to be the same again after this movie. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, This movie, I watched it yesterday, and I'm still reeling. So, um, as a change of pace from the last, like, five minutes, uh, Trev, what, what is, uh, what, um, uh, you talk about this movie now. <laughs> hmm? What? Me? Yes, Trevor is also I've just been here. I've here eating my omelet. <laughs> it was a good omelet. Um, uh, you know, TJ, love and hate are real close. Not for me. And so I think maybe you love this movie. Not for me. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I think Phantom's worse. So, now, now, your turn. Your turn again, because you got reactions, obviously. Um, like, I don't know, I don't know what makes you say that thing you said. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me trolling, either. It's, it's literally like, I don't think it's that bad. And maybe it's because there are times when I'm, like, listening to it and looking away from my phone and I don't get to see people's facial reactions or bad CGI. But, like, the plot's actually decent. No. It's not bad. No. No. It's not that bad. Phantom's plot is decent. That's what's decent. No, it's not. Like, Phantom plot makes no sense. I... But it does, though. That's the thing. It's like, no, that's it my whole point. Is that, like, Phantom, at least, like, it sucks. It's not, like, you know, good or anything. But I follow it. Like, it tracks. Like, I don't... If if you said, TJ, remake this movie, honestly, I would not use the plot. Because it's just like, I do, we, do, I, do I have to? Do we have to sit through all this? Like, really? Is that what we really need Star Wars to be? Like, yeah, so I sympathize with the whole, like, I don't know if this was the right way to go with the prequel trilogy, but I at least followed it. Like, I at least was on board with, like, I get it, I just don't like it. This one is just... 
I don't know what mushrooms from a galaxy far, far away that they were smoking when they wrote any of this dialogue and any of the, any of this script, any of this script. Like, I just, I just, I just, oh, okay. This is, this is one of many times in, in the podcast where I, 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 I have to collect myself. Um, okay. God, this movie. So I guess we should bring some semblance of order to this because we're already spiraling. So uh, <laughs> let's start with it was it's just it's a very simple domino situation for me. I just say one thing and then DJ is like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't. No. Uh, the horrible thing is that it's not untrue. <laughs> So the movie starts, I think, uh, I remember I was like, this time I was like, okay, I actually should watch the crawl, even though I never care about the crawl. Like the crawl at this point is more of an obligation than it is anything. that's actually necessary for me personally. I would always just prefer, I don't know, a prologue like previously on or like some sort of montage or just. I don't know, an actual intro instead of the crawl. I, it's never really done anything for me. But I remember specifically going like, okay, you should actually pay attention to the crawl this time because you haven't in the past. So I'm like, okay, fine. And like the first sentence has something to do with like politics. And I'm just like, okay, no. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing though. Like I I still think the politics was much worse in... in uh, Phantom, because Phantom, it's like a bunch of politics. It's a bunch of little things. Whereas, like, this movie revolves around, like, one thing of politics, which is just these people are trying to separate from the Union, and they're trying to make it not so. And the way they want to do that is by creating an army. But uh, Padme doesn't want an army, and she's the deciding vote. Okay, cool. Well, it's like, it's like the only thing in Phantom that doesn't really make sense is, like, the Trade Federation and, like, they they're trying to invade but they're also denying invading and it's like can you really get away with that in like a galaxy as like americans this? yes you can it's um it's like where we live in a country who does it all the fucking time well no what i mean by that is like you know with all this technology and all these races like just kind of going anywhere they want at any given time it's like can you really just kind of subtly invade an entire planet i'm just like nobody really nobody nobody is reporting on this at all like they're just like they're and even still if somebody in the galactic senate goes they're invading is really the first reaction like i don't know prove it like what (laughs) who just randomly it's like in among us when you go like uh red vented and you're just like I mean, where's your proof? <laughs> I mean, like, like I don't, I don't know, but um, <laughs> snuck it no, up. but like, dude, snuck it like the, the funny thing is that you're saying all this, <laughs> but like, there were there were several times in the movie where I was like, oh yeah, the bureaucracy is getting in the way of of actual like prospering democracy, and I was like, ah. I, I feel that. Yeah. No. It, uh, I yeah. Feel, I feel that right now. Yeah. I, I definitely sympathize. 
But it's like, um, <clears throat> it's basically just, uh, in Phantom, they, you know, have Palpatine ascend to power, and it's very obvious. That's one of the things I don't like about Phantom Menace, is that, like, the scheme is really obvious. Like, there's not even kind of an effort to hide who's the v- actual villain pulling the strings. And I'm like, all right, come on, man. Like, I know we've all seen the original trilogy, but <laughs> some people might not have. It says episode one. It's even worse than this one. <laughs> there are so many glance, sideways glances from Yoda to Palpatine during the whole thing where I'm just like, yeah, how the fuck did we not pick this up um, as children? <laughs> even as children, I was like, because like, I don't remember it as a kid. Like, I don't remember the intrigue as a kid. I just remember, oh, you go to this part. Oh, and he goes to this part. Yeah. Oh, he's got two lightsabers. When I was uh, when I was watching it, I there was a point, like, right when they hit the factory, I'm like, oh, yeah. So when I was younger, it was basically from this point on is basically all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything before it, I didn't care about, and it's just, it's not really as ingrained in my memory, and I think that's why it hurt more, the whole first part of this movie, because it's awful, because it's like, it's so specifically awful, like, like, okay, so let's actually start, so... The, there's yeah. a there's a there's an assassination attempt on Padme. Of course, she's doing her decoy thing, so she doesn't die, but her decoy does die, and she's. Can we also just acknowledge if they had a bomb in the thing, why don't you just blow them up in space? Uh, I th- and get rid of the evidence. To to play devil's advocate, one could argue that maybe the bomb. I know it really, 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 really looks like the bomb was in the spaceship, but maybe it was on the docking thing, or maybe somebody from the docking thing went into the spaceship and planted it subtly, or like, I don't know. But honestly, yeah, I do... It does look like the blast comes just from the spaceship, which is dumb that they do that they wait until they land. Though, again, it's like I can't help but play devil's advocate and go like, eh, we don't really know. Um, and it doesn't. I guess it doesn't really matter. But it's like I mean, it's also a movie. I mean, yeah, but things in movies. I, it's a movie. I kind of hate that. Uh, that. Uh, thought process though because it's like yeah but things in movies should still make sense because <laughs> people i hate when people say that about like children's media especially when they go like it's a kid's movie it doesn't have to i'm like N- but it should always make sense <laughs> um that's why i hate when at a- when people watch avatar and they go like this is not a kid show i'm like what because it's good <laughs> like of course it's a kid's show what are you talking about um, but yeah, the, the decoy dies and Padme's sad and I couldn't help, I couldn't help the thought like flickered into my mind. I'm like, well, Padme, you, you surely had to know that this was exactly what the point of a deco- decoy was though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Padme has a moment where she's like, oh shit. People are dying. Um, and so they're like, 
uh, hey, people are trying to kill you. We should put you under more security. And Padme's like, no, fuck that. Uh, and they're like, well, okay, fine. What if we put you under Obi-Wan security? And she's like, nah, I guess. And then almost immediately, not that long after that, they put her under Anakin security. And I'm like, but that's literally not what you said when you initially proposed this. <laughs> you said she would be under Obi-Wan yeah, that's, security. <laughs> that's, a, that's a leap there, peeps. <laughs> and then, like, okay, so this is one of the worst things about Attack of the Clones. Because there is a... There is a absolute number one worst thing about Attack of the Clones, and I'll get to it when we get to it. But this is one of the things that is the worst thing about this awful, awful movie. And that is that Anakin is the worst written thing that George Lucas has ever done to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by, by and large. Like, and I don't understand why. He's just creepy. He's awful. He says things like, oh, she didn't she didn't like me watching her. And I'm like, of course she fucking didn't. <laughs> You're creepy. <laughs> like he like the things he says are just creepy. Like you, you, she's like, Annie, you've grown, and she's like, So have you <laughs> with beauty. It's like it's just so bad. They have no chemistry. In fact, I have a new headcanon that Padme doesn't like Anakin at all. But he is, like, so powerful that he's Jedi mind-tricking her into, like, making out with him and stuff. I I feel like... That's my new headcanon, because there's no way. Have you have you been talking to Jeline? Because I think that's literally her headcanon as well. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. I truly came up with this on my own. I'm reading another book where somebody has the ability, kind of like a Kilgrave kind of ability, where they can kind of, like, make people want what they want and so like i think that was part of why like what clicked for me i was just like oh he wants this and he has the ability to make her kind of want it and so maybe he doesn't realize he's doing it because he's a fucking child but maybe that's what's happening because she definitely goes from hot to cold in so many instances and then when she's only around him she starts to like give into it but when she's around other people she's able to be like what no this is not this is not what i want i have other things to worry about like, I don't understand the thought process at all in the approach to writing this super important character to the entire saga. Like, this isn't just a thing with, like, like in Phantom Menace, they kind of royally screw the pooch with Obi-Wan's character in that Obi-Wan doesn't really have a character. Obi-Wan doesn't really have a character. Like... It's baffling, but it's also a thing that's a little bit more specific to Phantom Menace, like because Obi-Wan has more of a character as the movies go on, obviously. Here, though, it's like the way they wrote Anakin makes me want to strap George Lucas to a chair and a lie detector and just interrogate the fuck out of him because... And I promise I won't use torture test tactics. Like that's that's not that's not. Hey 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 hey. Is we're cool. It's all cool. We're cool, man. Um, we just we just want some answers, you know. <laughs> why don't you just uh, why don't you just accidentally lock him in an emergency exit like I did? <laughs> um, but I would like cause okay. 
this prequel trilogy is supposed to be a tragedy. They frame it like it's a tragedy. That's what it is. It's supposed to be this kid with so much promise and potential and who only wanted, you know, good things. He wanted to be a good person and he was, you know, wanted to be a Jedi because he looked up to them and he was this great inventor and he loved his mom and he was born into slavery and never had a dad and all this stuff. And then, you know, slowly but surely he gets seduced by the dark side. It's supposed to be sad. Also, though, Anakin is supposed to be, like, the most powerful fucking Jedi. Like, period. Like, they can see it from, like, him being, like, a fucking eight-year-old. They can see it. They know he's got a shit ton of power and potential, again. So, with those two things in mind... One, that it's supposed to be a tragedy, and two, that Anakin's supposed to be a big fucking deal in terms of, like, you know, his power and all that stuff. I, for the life of me, can't understand why they wrote him in this movie to be super creepy and off-putting, to, and then to also... Kind of be a shitty fucking Jedi. Yeah, they say he's powerful, but he never does anything to show that he's, like, powerful or no. skilled. Besides using two lightsabers, which is not that impressive. And he like, does it for, like, when a second. I, I, had, I had the same thought. I had the same thought. Where, like, when he's grieving his mom at her grave, and he's, like, knees knees down in her grave, and he picks up a piece of sand, why isn't he, like... Create, like, a magical piece of glass with the Force to honor her. Like, that would tell me that, like, oh, this kid's fucking powerful. Like, there are so many things he can do with the world you've created that you just don't let him do. Like, he... He... There was another thing that I said that, like... Like, why doesn't he, like, quell the beast in the stadium with the Force or something? Like, let him do something like that where everybody's like, oh, this kid, man this kid like he doesn't do any of that shit he doesn't even really get to fly and that's like one of the only things we know about anakin going into the prequels like one of the only things we know about anakin is that well okay we know he's like stupid dumb powerful because he's basically space jesus and also He's a really good pilot. And in the first one, they really hammer that the fuck home. And in this one, it's like, he drives a speeder for a bit. That's kind of it. <laughs> and I'm just... But also, I just want to I just want to acknowledge, like, on the same route of, like, why the fuck did they write him this way? Kid's a fascist. Yeah. Like, he literally spells it out where he's like, he would totally be a Trump supporter. He literally is like, why don't they just get together and do it the right way? And she's like, well, it's more complicated than that because people disagree on what the right way is. And he goes, well, somebody should be the strong person to make them, to make them do things. And it's like, hi, that's fascism. And Padme, you're all for democracy, right? So why are you dating him? Why was let's, that not the end of the conversation? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's table that because that's, most of this. 
most of this is that exact problem right there. So let's save that. Why would you not? Why would you not immediately call Mace Windu and be like, "Hi, this kid's talking about fascism. Can you please kill him so that we don't have this problem?" You want I because should otherwise, kill that guy for you? <laughs> because also he just sounds like, like a fascist. <laughs> I also, I also had to th- think of this for a second. It was like. But they can't just, like, they, it's so hard for them to actually deal with it because it's like, he doesn't listen to them. So if they were to just not make him a Jedi anymore and expel him from the Order, then he would just become, go to the dark side. Like, it's just the truth. And so, like, literally the only recourse for Anakin at this point is now to kill him. There is no other choice. He will not listen to them. And if you betray him, he will turn to the dark side in the, in the way that in the third movie, they, he gets convinced that everyone has betrayed him. And so it's like, you have no option. You have to kill this boy. So I'm going to use that to jump into another huge issue I have with the film that is a little bit more specific to this viewing of the film. Um... Because this was the first time I really actually watched it and thought to myself, like, why would you fuck up Obi-Wan and Anakin? I can't believe you've done this. What? Why? They fucking Anakin hates Obi-Wan in this movie. It, it's not even it's not even a thing. It's not even subtle. Like, I hate I hate my dad, brother. And it's like the the dialogue does not match. The actual, like, what is happening sometimes. Because there's a line, and there's a point in this movie where Anakin goes like, you know, he's like a father to me. And I'm like, thinking about the ten other times in the movie where Anakin has gone the fuck off on Obi-Wan out loud to other people. (laughs) And I'm like, well, not just Obi-Wan. Like, there's a moment where Padme gets back to Naboo, and she's like, well, we're going to go here, we're going to go here. And he's like... I'm in charge. And she's like, no. <laughs> and like, oh, God, this is why. Look, look, look. The, oh, my God. Oh, fuck this movie. Like, this movie has a absolutely terrible script because it's so transparent that I can see. I can see so clearly what they were going for. And that's what makes it infuriating to see how easily they fucked it up. Because it's like, that's a scene that if you give this to any competent screenwriter, yeah, that scene works. Because it, Anakin has a point. That's the thing. That's the thing I hate about this. One of the things I hate about this movie is that sometimes Anakin has a fucking actual point, but the movie knows he becomes Vader. (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they keep making it seem like Anakin's this awful dude, but I'm like, but he's still the main character of the movie, guys. You can't write this with a new hope in mind. Like, you can't do that. Because what what I'm basically saying is that, like, Anakin does have a point in that scene. Padme is like, you know, she's gone back home. She's comfortable. She's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. But Anakin does have a point where it's like, well, hey, hey, hey. But like, you know, I'm here to protect you. You can't just do anything. We have to make sure that it's safe. But the film portrays it 
like, you know, Anakin wants to just whip out his dick so everyone can see how big it is. And then he's immediately shut down by the very woman he's trying to bone. And it's like, wh what is even the point of this scene? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make anybody, it doesn't, it doesn't help your, your, your point. It doesn't help your plot. It doesn't help your, your chemistry. It doesn't help no. anything. Like the film has set goals and then it does things that completely contradict the same fucking goals. Also, they don't look like refugees. Um, they very no. much look like themselves. No. And then the first thing they do is go to the fucking palace anyway. So it's like, really, what's the... Even when they go to Tatooine, they have like a fucking chariot. So it's like... Right. What the fuck? <laughs> You're not laying low at all. No. <laughs> like It's just, hey, you're a, you're a politician with her cop's kind of boyfriend. Also, yeah, to jump on that, I also really fucking hate how the prequels have just basically given up and they've just said, like, yeah, the Jedis are basically Secret Service. Yeah, no, literally when he takes the cruiser, I'm like, that's a fucking cop move. What the fuck are you doing? You're peacekeepers? Okay, cool. Are you peacekeepers in the same way that you bring a riot gear to a protest? Like, yeah, that's like this film. There are so many parts about these films that in 2020, I'm just like, this hits different. <laughs> They're like, we're not detectives, but we're going to be detectives a little bit. And I'm like, fuck, they're like, yeah, because they're like, we're not here to investigate. We're here to protect. And I'm like, fucking, you gave up this whole, hey, we're spiritual protectors thing in like the first fucking movie. <laughs> when, right. In the first scene of the first movie, when they're going to the Trade Federation to make them sign a treaty. <laughs> like. I'm still baffled. I'm like the very first thing in Phantom Menace is them just completely betraying the actual way that Jedi were portrayed in A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, where they basically were like, yeah, these are space monks. Like, they have swords like samurai, but they're more like monks than anything. And now they're just like, nah, bruh, we're cops. Nah, he's a wizard cop. <laughs> he's a wizard cop. <laughs> I'm just like... Why? You're literally going to do a, a a cop trope by going into the club to find the person. Because, like, even the opening crawl of this movie positions it like, you know, well, the Jedi are the ones that keep, well, they save peace, but really they keep order. And so right. they're calling for an army specifically because the Jedi are spread thin, which is so weird to me because I'm like. So, wait a minute. W there was ever a time? There was ever a time where the Jedi were able to keep order in the entire galaxy? There's like 20 Jedi. <laughs> like, what? not to say that they should have an army because that's the entire debate of like some of this movie. It's like, well, we shouldn't have an army to meet this other army because that's going to start a war, which is very, yeah, obvious. Yeah, obviously. But it's also just like they're asking for an army to basically help the Jedi. And I'm like, why are the Jedi the ones that are patrolling and policing the entire galaxy? 
that doesn't make any sense. There's like, <laughs> there's like, fucking, you can put all of the masters in a room that's not that much bigger than my room. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, who? Oh my god, this movie's gonna fucking kill me. So yeah, so Obi Wan gets assigned to Padme, which also means Anakin gets assigned to Padme, and from jump, from the fucking get go, Anakin is being a fucking little shit, and honestly, is showing very blatantly to anyone that has eyes and ears. That, hey, 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 this kid isn't ready. This kid is petulant. This kid is arrogant. This kid speaks out of turn. This kid doesn't listen to his master. And this kid is super fucking powerful, even though you won't show it. And he's impulsive. And he clearly wants to bone the person you're protecting. Like, there are so many red flags. And, like... It's not even been like 15 minutes into the movie. And so I'm just like, you completely taken me out of this movie before it even began. <laughs> yep. The fact that everyone is just kind of like, oh, Anakin. And they wet, wag a finger at him. I'm just like, no, what? No, what? You guys are like supreme, powerful, spiritual beings. Like fucking Anakin's like 18 by this point. If he's still... They literally say, like, it's been 10 years since Phantom Menace. If it's been 10 years and Anakin is still this shitty, what? Excuse the fuck out of me? No, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, fucking, I've taken martial arts. There's no way. There's no way you have 10 years and a student is that fucking shitty. Unless you let and them And nothing be. changes. It does kind of sound like they baby him a little bit because he's the quote-unquote chosen one. And even that is so inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Because, like, so, like in the first movie, they were like, no, fuck that. We're not taking this kid. Fuck that. Hell no. Get, the, get him the fuck out of here. Fuck that kid. Actually kill him. Kill that fucking kid. We don't want him. <laughs> fuck that kid. <laughs> and in this movie... Literally, he's doing the exact things that you thought he would do. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing the exact things you were afraid of, and nobody nobody bats an eye. In fact, in fact, he's rewarded with his first solo mission for protecting the person who could single-handedly be responsible for stopping a fucking galactic-wide war. What? <laughs> and on his first solo mission again, his first solo mission, he fucks off, takes his charge after, you know, after kissing the person he was supposed to be protecting and also, you know, basically saying, hey, I'm in love with you and I definitely want to bang you. Like, then he takes her to a completely other planet tells nobody, goes off on his own solo mission within his first official solo mission, murders an entire village, confesses it 
to the woman who eventually falls in love with Mary's and fathers his twin children. And again, nothing changes. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing changes. He actually gets married at the end of this movie, which is super fucking no-no. And somehow this is okay. Okay. Fuck this movie. Okay. So this movie, fucking hell. This movie, the script, I want to, I want to burn it in an effigy. I want, I want, I want to sacrifice this script to Odin. Like, seriously, fuck this thing. Like, because they simultaneously, constantly, and this is me looking forward to uh, Revenge, because I already, I haven't watched, rewatched it, but I know it fucking happens. It's, it's really obvious. I know it happens. In all three of these movies, they say how easy it is, how fucking easy it is for them to sense everything that's going on in this kid's fucking head and he gets married and has a fucking he has fucking twins and they have no idea there's an entire scene that's kind of pointless with mace windu and yoda where they do talk exactly about that like 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 at no point at no point in this prequel trilogy is it ever addressed that like hey Obi-Wan knows that, like, there's never any point where it's like, Obi-Wan goes like, hey, uh, what the fuck were you doing on Tatooine? You were supposed to have Padme on Naboo. Why were you you on Tatooine? What happened? And then Yoda and Mace Windu never go like, hey, so we kind of sensed a bunch of fucking turmoil randomly from you. What the fuck was that about? Like, no follow-up whatsoever from any of these fucking people who know that if they have one job in their entire fucking lives. It's to not screw up this one kid. And it's like they take turns screwing up this kid. <laughs> like, they take it in fucking shifts. Like, what the f- Like, sheepdog and coyote. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, that's... Why are the Jedi Council a bunch of dicks? Why are they assholes? I still don't understand this. This is still a criticism I have from Phantom Menace, and it carries over here. I'm like, why are they assholes? Why did you do this, George? Why was this a decision? Why why are Jedi assholes? Why is Mace Windu an asshole, specifically? Because he's kind of the main one that's an asshole. A little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Why would you do this? (laughs) Why? Oh my god. And then, like, that's, like, the big picture stuff. This script is bad even on, like, more detailed levels. Like, the fact that when they foil the assassination attempt, Obi-Wan goes diving out the fucking window. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You're establishing a master-student relationship where the student is stupid and impulsive and makes bad decisions, and the master is calm, collected, and uses patience, and you had the master jump out a fucking window? Are you serious right now? Like, that's the most basic thing to get, to get right. That's the most basic fucking thing to get right and then to add insult to this injury they literally do it right 
the next in the next five minutes when Anakin jumps out of the speeder and Obi-Wan goes like, I hate it when he does that. I'm like, motherfucker, you just jumped out a window. You can't say shit. <laughs> what? Well, it goes what? it goes even deeper than that because it's like Yoda shouldn't say words like perimeter. No. No. It's like that doesn't that doesn't flow from him. It, it's very out of place. It's very jarring. It's very dissonant. I'm like, if anybody should be in this role, it's Mace Windu. Like, that's the one that actually makes sense. Well, and also on top of that, it's like, you know, when when they just leave the fucking droids in the stadium and they don't give a shit. And then also like, they're like, oh, wait, shit, Padme's on the ship, but we can't have her in the final battle. What do we do? Ah, she falls out of the ship. Oh, what do we do? Oh, we just leave her there. Uh, have, a, have a clone pick her up in a sec. Um, it's literally just, like, such, like, lazy-ass bullshit. It's... It's also, like, George Lucas kind of can't help but paint himself into corners. Oh, yeah. And it baffles me. Because, infamously, infamously, he's had so much of this planned out. Like, from earlier than, you know, we would think. So... It's like, in the original trilogy, there's so many moments when I'm like, dude, why the fuck have you painted yourself into this corner? Why have you done this? Why have you done this thing where, like, you were definitely, definitely, don't you fucking lie to me, you were definitely trying to make Luke and Leia a thing, and then you're like, uh, uh, uh no, wait, they're brother and sister. And it's just like, what? George. George, what? Why? Why? <laughs> Because you know what? It doesn't even fucking matter. It's not like Leia does anything relevant to her being a Skywalker in the original trilogy. She could literally just be a very strong friend of Luke that may or may not be Force-sensitive. It honestly doesn't fucking matter. Like, you don't have to be Force-sensitive in this universe to have a very strong link with somebody emotionally. That's the, you don't, you don't, I know there's a scene in the next movie that actually proves that because Padme and Anakin do it. So fuck off. But like George Lucas has this tendency to keep doing this, to keep making situations that don't make sense or that are leading to a very logical conclusion. And he goes, oh wait, fuck. I didn't mean to do that. Um, shit. (laughs) I'm just like, George, why? (laughs) Why would you do this, George? <laughs> oh my God! Cause, yeah, it's things like you—it's things like you just said of like you know, you know, he'll just leave this here and they're loose ends and they doesn't tie it up. He does this thing and it's like, shouldn't the characters kind of take notice of that or comment on it? And they never do. Or it's like, hey, these people are here. How do we get rid of them? Uh, separate them somehow. I don't know. Fuck. Like. Because in that moment that you just described, where Padme falls out of the ship, I'm like, don't you think for one second that if Padme fell off the fucking ship, Anakin wouldn't even say words. He would just jump. Why is he even there still? (laughs) Like, but he's written himself into a corner now because he's like, well, we have to separate Padme because, I mean, Padme can't really do anything. And, but we also need Anakin and Obi-Wan for this final fight. But so she also can. Of Anakin, like, 
she's a pilot. Like, she can shoot. Like, she holds her own pretty easily. She, uh... Well, yeah, that's not me talking. That's me, like, speculating from, like, George's perspective. Yeah. Because Padme is very self-reliant and capable in this movie. Which I do like. I like how capable she is. But she's also a very inconsistent character. And... Oh, my God. I'm even debating if I should launch into that now. Because... No, fuck it. Because... (laughs) No, because, like, Padme as a character is so inconsistent. Especially if you come from Phantom to this movie. It's like... And... It, it occurs to me that George also has a pattern with this. Because Leia's the same fucking way. He also does this with Leia. And that half the time when he writes women, they're super badasses that know what they're doing, that take charge, they're great leaders, they're self-reliant, they're self-capable, they're super intelligent. Fine, they're great. They're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep them down. And then the other half of the time, they're nothing more than plot devices. And you can't do both of those things in the same fucking character, George. You you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> George! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it. I'm going to do it. Fuck off, man! Hey, 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 <laughs> like, guy do it over with there. Literally anybody. Guy over there. Tell, tell me do I can't do with... something. Uh, you're George Lucas. Yes, I'm do George it with Lucas. Literally anybody but these fucking characters. Fuck off, George. <laughs> because, oh my god. Oh my god. Like, I saw a tweet not too long ago where I won't say who just because I don't want. I don't want an internet beef just in case that picks up. But like, there's a tweet of somebody very foolishly going like, you know what? We should just reboot the sequels under George Lucas. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. No. <laughs> oh, no. That's stupid. Oh, hell no. They only, the only reason they're because... even saying that is because they're like, well, George Lucas had a plan. And I'm like, none of them ever had a plan. It was a shitty plan. <laughs> And it was a shitty plan that always fucking changed. Do you do we not remember from a certain point of view? Are we that selectively remembering this shit? Even Luke in universe was like from a certain point of view. Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> like fucking Ben Kenobi Ben Kenobi boomer ass backpedaling like uh I mean you know I mean there's no ads I mean from a certain point of view you guys are <laughs> killing the diamond industry <laughs> He's like fuck off <laughs> Oh my god This is such a mess <laughs> Oh, man, I knew this was going to be a mess, too. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, we can't talk about one thing without it just oh spiraling God. out of control. No! This is this is such a bad movie. Because, like... There were good parts. I think Obi-Wan's stuff on... I don't know if there were good I, parts. I think Obi-Wan's stuff on Kamino up until, the fi- up until their fight uh, in the rain is all good. 
Like Obi-Wan's adventure on his own. It's interesting that that's where you cut it is off. It's pretty good. Well, no, cuz the the reason I don't like the fight is because there are too many moments of like especially like with him falling and then throwing the throwing the line and saving himself. It was way too much of uh fuck it, have him stand here in front of a green screen, lean a little bit to the side and we'll do it all in post. And I'm like, "Uh no, be more practical. Be more practical. It's more real. It looks very fake all the time." I mean, yeah. But, you know, early 2000s, they were kind of obsessed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just George George Lucas. George Lucas loves to play with his toys. Yep. Like, because even in the final battle, like, with with all the CGI clones and all the CGI droids, I'm like, this isn't really telling me much of a story besides their fighting. No. Nope. And him showing off a bunch of new vehicles and stuff like that. So I'm like, you're just, you're just like playing with your world building toys, which even then you do kind of a bad job with because... Like, you had this whole world built around Naboo, and then they spend a portion of the movie in Naboo, and you just make it Italy. Like, meanwhile, like, Kamino, the world on Kamino is actually pretty well built. Like, these creatures seem like they're justifiably to live here. The whole interior and how they make the clones is kind of plausible, and, and the, you know, the scene in the rain is really, really cool to look at, even when they do too much CGI. And then Geonosis is really cool. Geonosis is, like, a cool place to visit as a fan, because, you know, you get a sense of these, like, these bug people on this rock planet with its own asteroid field. Like, this is all cool shit but then like Naboo it's like uh, they're just they're just on vacation it's no big deal there's so many there's so many this script is so bad <clears throat> there's so many there's so many redundant scenes and then like but movie. then I will have to give another credit to like you know to good use of CGI in my opinion is the factory scene yeah no like I think the factory scene is exciting the factory scene uh, actually builds characters in the way they should be built. Um, you know, minus minus 3PO, but... Oh my god. Everything else about that, like, the the danger is real, and and it's and it's fun to watch. Like, it's fun to see them in peril, and they even give, a, like, a subtle nod where it's like, is this where he loses his hand? No. Later he's gonna lose his hand. Like... Yes, my lord. Oh my god. <clears throat> so This script is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep coming back. To, I'm just going to keep <laughs> just keep circling back. <laughs> so 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 they assign Obi Wan <laughs> to Padme, and then they get a lead on an investigation right after they say we're not going to investigate. And then they investigate. Not only do they investigate, the guy that says we're not investigating is the one that investigates. <laughs> and so their brilliant plan is to co- covertly send Padme. Back to Naboo, the place she's known for being from. Because uh, there's no way they would ever try to kill her at home. Uh, <laughs> so, Obi-Wan goes on this little investigation. And there are three scenes. There are three scenes that tell him the same 
fucking bullshit. The first scene, the guy in the diner says, hey, yeah, this is from a wor- a, ga- a system that's like 12 parsecs away from here, and this is exactly where it is. And everyone goes, okay. Then he goes to the library, and he's like, I'm looking for this world. It's literally right here. And she goes, oh, I don't know. We don't have any record of it. And then he goes, hmm, okay. Well, I know exactly where it is, but let me follow one more hunch. And then he goes to Yoda and a bunch of younglings. And Yoda's like, and literally, Kenobi is like, it's literally right here. And Yoda goes, hmm, maybe you should look there. And he's like, hmm, maybe I should. And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? You could have done this after one of these fucking scenes. And you have three of them. And they all do the same shit. And you, I, 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 nothing. Now, see, uh, there is one thing I will say that we do get blessed with in that moment. And it's that I like that Yoda's good with kids. What, explain Anakin. <laughs> he, I mean, I, he was, but those kids, Anakin was already older than those kids when he arrived. So Yoda probably never, he probably never took Yoda 101. Yoda um, 101. <laughs> he had an AP class and he got to test out of it. <laughs> I think we found our episode title. <laughs> guys this will be the final episode of the red team reviews podcast um <laughs> he's done um i'm gonna have to call his therapist i knew this would happen <laughs> oh god i can't believe that's what broke you oh. i can't believe me saying yoda's good with kids is what broke you no it's just it's just every it's just the knowledge that like there's so much to talk about and we have like barely really oh yeah we haven't even talked about dooku yet like no there's so much shit that we haven't talked about i hate this movie so much so let's talk about dooku um he very easily could have been not a sith like I was to I could no yeah exactly I could have totally believed that he was like no the Jedi are being fooled and so I'm gonna go my own way and that would have been great I would have enjoyed seeing that but then he's a fucking Sith and he takes a Sith name and so I'm like dude you didn't have to like you didn't have to have Dooku deceiving everyone you literally could have made it all Palpatine the whole time no need like have a completely justified war. Um, over all this stuff and have Dooku literally the entire time and possibly for another movie being like, hi, uh, you're all being duped. I really need you to listen to me. I really need you to listen to me. And if you won't listen to me, this war is going to keep going, but you need to listen to me. And then maybe you could have stopped Palpatine, but because you shoehorn him in because all your villains always have to be Sith, you shoehorn him into this thing. And I, I immediately just go, okay, now I don't care anymore. Like, you could have made him, you could have done so much with Christopher Lee, who is already doing a lot in the They in the wanted him to be moves. Saruman again. Exactly. They wanted him to be Saruman again. Exactly. Which was, which was being shot around the same time. This, these all came out around the same time. 
I mean, I mean, yeah. But yeah, it was it was just like because like I think there's there's one really good uh, like rewrite of the prequels online that this guy does where he explains his way through it and there's like like sketch like storyboarding sketches to like accompany his his description and one of them one of those plot points is literally just Dooku at one point going wait no no, no hold on there's a whole misunderstanding and then and then the Clone Wars start like. And then Order 66, like, happens. And so it's like, you know, yeah, there could have, you could have easily made him, like, uh, even just made him a more shadowy figure. And then had the reveal in the next movie being like, no, he was actually a good guy the entire time. Like, there's so much you can do in those regards, but no, you just made him a fucking Sith. And it's stupid. And, like, yeah. there's a world in which, like, yeah, maybe Qui-Gon would have agreed with, with, uh, with Dooku, like there's a world where that's true as well, but then you made him a Sith. Yeah, you made him a Sith. It's like, it's like the script for this movie is so bad. <laughs> uh, no, okay, that, that was that was just for the bit. Um, so, like, I agree. Because I I keep having the thought when I'm watching these movies, I'm just like, why are you superhero movieing these villains up? Yeah. Like, why did you kill Maul? Well, quote unquote. I yeah, but like, why did you quote unquote kill Maul? Why? Why couldn't he just get away? Like, 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 seriously, there, there really is, there really is no excuse. There's no excuse because you brought him back anyway. Yeah. And, and you just have to you invent want to, Dooku. Right. But, and yeah, if you have Maul doing shit, being the Saruman, one, you get to add to his character because he already had a great design. He already had a great new weapon. He already had all this, like, beef with Obi-Wan. You could have been like a three movie long grudge match with, like, with, with Obi-Wan, that I know that they do an Attack of the... It, not Attack of the... I know they do in the Clo Clone Wars show. Yeah. I know they do that. I know they address that. So it's like, you could have just done that shit here, where Maul appears every movie, and he fucks with Obi-Wan in every movie, until finally, Obi-Wan has to finally conquer him in the third movie. And that could have taken the place of Dooku in the third movie, because here's the thing about this movie is that Dooku just kind of shows the fuck up. Like, they name drop him, but, like, we don't know what a fucking Dooku is. You're talking about Dooku, and I don't know what the fuck a Dooku is. And then Dooku just, like, appears, and you're just like, it's like, it's like, it's like two, it's like two-thirds of the way through the movie, dude. Like, <laughs> also, why is he a count? I don't, yeah, like, what does that even mean, guys? Like, is there some sort of royal lineage that he's a part of, but then he decided to be a Jedi instead? Like, like, how is he a count? Did you do that because he also played Dracula? And and here's the thing, is like, I wouldn't be surprised. And here's the thing, is that they say Count Dooku used to be a Jedi. And immediately, I have so many questions. They breeze over the most interesting sideline the most interesting thrown away line in this entire movie is that count dooku used to be a jedi and i'm like whoa, whoa 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 what the fuck does that mean what does that mean did he leave was he kicked 
you can leave? What happens when you leave? Do more Jedi... Is, like, is that a rare thing? Do Jedi leave regularly? Is that a thing that Anakin is aware of? Should he be aware of it? Are you hiding it from him? Like, what the fuck? What this opens a lot more avenues. <laughs> but even then, I'm also of two minds now because I'm also just like, I mean, I don't know why you didn't just have Dooku be a Jedi. I don't yeah, know why true. Dooku didn't show up earlier in this movie and you establish him. And then you reveal that like, oh, wait, he's bad. Like... I mean, if if Palpatine's gonna be right there having meetings with fucking Yoda, it's not that un... It's not that weird to think that, like, yeah, also Dooku's there, and he's also pulling the wool over their eyes. But it's like, they just cut... He, this dude just shows up, and I immediately was like, I know nothing about this character, and he's talking to Obi-Wan who I've spent two movies, well, okay, one and a half movies with by this point. Uh, that's a dig at Phantom Menace, <laughs> if that wasn't clear. No, we, um, no, that was very clear. <laughs> okay. Um, he's having a conversation with Obi-Wan about Qui-Gon, and this is the thing that, like, we've said a lot of cliches on this show by this point. We talked about Alfred Hitchcock's, you know, thesis on uh, suspense. We've talked about, we've said apples and oranges so many times. It That phrase alone makes me queasy now. But this is another cliche. Are you ready? Here it is. Show don't tell. And these movies are rot. They're they're just dripping. They're oozing. They're they they got the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just oozing. They just have all this fucking saying shit and not showing it. From the very first scene that introduces older Obi-Wan and new Anakin, it's like, oh yeah, remember that one time? And I'm like, oh my god, no. This is not how you establish rapport. You just show it. You just fucking show it. And this movie is incapable of just showing fucking anything. Everyone just says what they're thinking constantly. Over and over and over again. This script is fucking Terrible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only person who they show their abilities over telling us in the entire nine movies is Ray. Uh, and they don't do it well, but they at least do it with Palpatine. Right. Like, it's constantly winking at the audience, but it like, okay, fine. At least he doesn't just say it in an empty room before they come in like I'm I am Lord Sidious. Hi everybody. <laughs> I was joking with my roommate after I was joking with my roommate about this and that would be a fantastic sketch is just Palpatine's like, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I have a phone call. He puts on the robe in the next room and he's like, hello, hello, my, my pad, my Padawan. And then people walk in to be like, hi, no, we needed to talk to you about the hi. Why are you in those robes? 
What do you mean? Why are you talking like that? I don't know what you're saying. This is how I always talk. I'm pretty sure Robot Chicken has made some sort of sketch about that. <laughs> but like, how does no one? How does no one see? In the at the end of this movie, he meets Dooku on like this random ass planet um, that looks like it's all like mining gear, and then they're like, uh, it's on yes, Coruscant. We- oh, really? It doesn't look like Coruscant. Um, I. But even then, I mean, it looked like it. How does no one, how does no one see that the Supreme Chancellor is going off to these random places to meet with people secretively? How do they not see it? And you know what would really fix this? You know what would really fix this specific situation right here that we're describing? What? Darth fucking Maul! Yep. Hello! Like... Yeah, fucking Chancellor Palpatine should not be able to just slink off and do whatever the fuck he wants. That should be the main point of Darth Maul, man. Like, like, or at least, uh, it's... (sighs) God. Oh my God, this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... This is either going to be my best episode or it's going to be the most annoying episode for people to have to listen to for me. (laughs) And I apologize in advance, but this movie... (sighs) I should give everyone a heads up. If we ever do Last Airbender, I will be like a step better than this, but I will be very similar. (laughs) Um, Actually, no, I can't even... I can't even muster up... I can't even muster up the offense from Last Airbender anymore. Like, it's just a punching bag for me now. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. This, this movie, this movie's just absurdly bad. It's just, it's it's infuriatingly bad. Like, okay, fine. You know what? You know what? Let me talk about something completely different. Fuck 3PO. Like, stop it. Stop it. Stop dragging C-3PO into these movies. Why? Why? Why is he here? That's a rhetorical question, because I know why he's here. Because you want fucking slapstick side comedy characters for some reason in this space opera. But here's a thought. Just make the actual meaningful characters funny. Yeah. Like, Han was funny for a movie. That was fine. We're fine. You know what? Like, I, Han was my, Han was one of my favorite characters in A New Hope. Precisely because he was allowed to be funny. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, um, uh, also, um, I know this is like kind of out of left field because we basically kind of already talked about Anakin, but I do want to backpedal real quick and just say Hayden Christensen deserves no hate. Yeah. Hayden Christensen deserves no hate at all. In fact, he deserves praise. And I say that. Because I've already seen this happen once before. It happened a couple weeks ago. 
by us recording. And in terms of the podcast, it happened about a month ago where I've seen this thing happen before. Where, look, the issue isn't Hayden. The issue is the writing and the directing. And Hayden's doing such a good fucking job that it's exposing the writing and the directing. (laughs) Now, before, it was different. It was a different context because fucking Michael Sarah and Edgar Wright and I think also Edgar Wright, I think Edgar Wright single-handedly wrote the adaptation for um, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he did. These two fuckers got into a lab and made the perfect asshole. And I hated his fucking intestines, but I was able to actually go, no, but Edgar Wright and Michael Sarah did such a good job that they made me hate him, but they did too good of a job. So by the end of the movie, my like fucking Scott Pilgrim was not redeemed in my eyes. He was still a fucking asshole. <laughs> Because they did such a phenomenal job of making him a top-notch douchebag. But here, that's not what George was going for. (laughs) Look at my gallant hero. (laughs) Sand! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking George and... I forget his name because I know he's not the only one that wrote this screenplay. It was George and one other person whose name escapes me. But them and Hayden, again, all made this character super fucking awful. But it's more akin to the opening of Powerpuff Girls where Professor Utonium was making a concoction and then he accidentally added Chemical X. And that Chemical X is just Hayden Christensen doing everything pinpoint accurately, but so accurately that we're all like, oh. Oh, Anakin just is awful. <laughs> like, I'm not rooting for him. No. <laughs> That's a problem. I'm specifically not rooting for him. <laughs> like, and... And I know it's this. I know it's this exact thing. Because you know what? There is one moment. I have yet, uh, like I said, I have yet to go to Revenge of the Sith yet. But I know from memory there's a scene there. And I do know for a fact there's a scene here. There are two scenes, one in each of these two films Hayden's in, where we can see how great Hayden Christensen is. Because... He doesn't fucking talk. (laughs) Uh, And in this one, he kind of talks, but it's not really like important dialogue or anything like that. It's like dialogue that kind of writes itself almost. So I'll get to that other scene in Revenge when we get to there. But in this movie, it's where his mom dies. And that scene is fucking perfect. In the middle of this horrendous, offensive script, in the middle of this uh, abomination of a movie, Hayden Christensen actually, like, really delivers on this scene. It's a good scene. Executed 
pretty damn well. Like, like the music fucking annihilates as it usually does. The cinematography is pretty, you know, common sense. Like, yeah, it's not just fucking long shots. God damn it. But really, it's Hayden that kind of carries it. And the actress that plays, you know, his mom. But like, that's like her only scene in the entire movie. So, you know. And it made, it really paints the picture of like, yeah, honestly, if they had a better script, if Anakin wasn't written to be this genocidal fucking Damian Wayne creepo. <laughs> okay, uh, my apologies. <laughs> that was a cheap shot. My apologies to anyone that actually likes Damian Wayne. I'm sorry. No, it's no, it makes sense. <laughs> Oh, God. This fucking Joffrey-ass motherfucker. Yes, there you go. <laughs> like, if he wasn't written that way, the film would be, like, ten times better alone just for that. And I think... I'm trying to... Ooh, I'm really trying to think if there's anything else. If there's anything else... Okay, there's one more thing before we go into, like, really the heart of what makes this an awful, awful, awful movie. So I do just want to circle back to my point I made earlier about, um, hey, hi, you have an amazing world-renowned pilot and he's not really doing anything because there's a space chase in the movie and you don't... I literally was thinking to myself, I'm like, this scene has a distinct lack of Skywalker. What? Why? Why is Obi-Wan the one that's outmaneuvering a pilot? It's the fucking diving out of a glass window all over again. <laughs> of just like, motherfucker, you have characters that are made for these moments. Use them. <laughs> Why not? Why? He literally says, I hate flying. <laughs> why, why is he the one that outsmarts a pilot? <laughs> why is R2-D2 with Anakin and Padme? That's a serious question. Why? Because now, fucking Obi-Wan has R4. Fuck. Fucking why? R2 would actually get way more action if he went with Obi-Wan than fucking being in the background of Padme and Anakin romance shots. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is that allowed? <laughs> Did you just become Watto for no reason? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I truly never even put two and two together about where R2-D2 was in this movie. Um, Because literally, it's just so that they can be Reunited with C-3PO, and then it gives C-3PO a reason to get off the spaceship and into the factory, and so it's just like, eh, it's just stupid. It's also stupid because, like, they just stole him. They they, they literally took him. I mean, no, he technically, I mean, technically Anakin's his owner. It's... I know, but it's like, I... <laughs> it's just so weird and petty, because it's like, <laughs> it's like, Hey, I kind of just walked into your life, even though I've never met any of you people. And uh, I'm going to 
drag, I'm going to like, you know, have an impromptu reunion eh, kind of a little more memorial and funeral for my mother slash your wife slash stepmom. And uh, then I'm going to fuck off and take your droid. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fascist to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm really combing my mind to think of anything else. Nah, we gave it a good spanking. Okay, so... The thing I hate most about this movie is the fucking goddamn romance. Yeah. It is truly awful. It's written like shit. It destroys any credibility that Padme had. It... Basically ruins Anakin's character on Hayden's first go. And it drags down the movie to a fucking crawl every time we go back to fucking Naboo. Yep. And it's just painful. I don't, there's no other way to say it. It's just, it's just, it's just painful. It's painful to sit through. It's painful to watch these actors try and search and scavenge for any kind of way that this could work. As far as motivation, as far as, like, does this make sense for the characters? Fuck no. Does it make sense for any human being to act this way? No. Like, literally, Natalie Portman is, like, recoiling in scenes. Because, yeah, why why, 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 why the fuck wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, why would like, you be attracted to that man? The fucking, everyone singles out and takes out of context the whole... I don't like sand line. And I'm like, that line is so much worse in context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many is, how many things are not deal breakers for her? Is she that lonely? I don't even like. Because, again, like I said earlier, George has this habit of writing female characters that on one end of the spectrum are really great characters that are strong and independent and don't take shit and know how to lead and are so smart and then because of plot all of that goes the fuck out of the fucking window and they don't matter at all and they take a step back for the male characters that we're supposed to actually like I mean, yeah, and hell, this hell that happens when George Lucas is not at the helm with fucking Raylo. Like, I mean, at least at least Ray was able to be like completely her own character. Yeah, that really only switched off for like that one scene. <laughs> and I'll never forgive J.J. Abrams for that fucking atrocity. Yeah, but we'll get there when we get there. But like. There's just no, there's just no justification. There's just no justification. There's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing here from the, from literally the first second, the first second. It's awful. And that's astound. That's impressive. Like it doesn't even build up to it. It's just a constant level of, well, this doesn't work. Well, this doesn't work. Uh oh, we're we're trying to get okay. I mean, it still doesn't work. 
Oh, wow, we're back here again. All right, okay, it still doesn't fucking work, no matter what you do, because you're only really... You're, like, it's the same fucking bullshit in just different context, in different skins, in different scenarios. It's just the same shit over and over again, where Anakin is very forward, and Padme is like, dude, chill. <laughs> and Anakin is very forward, and Padme's like, I have a fucking job to do. And then Anakin is very forward, and Padme's like, I mean, we can't. And it's just like, nothing changed! Nothing has changed! Why is your reaction changing? <laughs> because the script, because the script says, all right, now is the time where Padme starts to admit that she has feelings. And I'm like, fucking, but why though? That's not how women work, George. It's not how people like, God work. God damn it. <laughs> That's not how people work, George. <laughs> it really just makes me wonder, like, is George Lucas's wife okay? <laughs> Seriously, like, is is it is it such a? It's similar to how we say, like, Joss Whedon admits that like Xander is him. It's like, then are the people you're around are okay? Like, are they dealing with this all the time? Just this, like, I'm normal until I'm upset, and I'm gonna tell you exactly what's on my mind because that's what I do. Oh my fucking god. He's just inept. Like, they write him as this inept character to any sort of command, any sort of logic, any sort it of... fucking sucks. Yeah. There's not a single thing he's good at in this movie. Except fixing things. Which, that's not even this movie. That's the previous movie. Yeah. And he doesn't even get to actually show off his piloting skills either. So it's like... Yeah, for all intents and purposes, this movie adds nothing to the Anakin character that we didn't already get in the previous fucking movie. Honestly, it is it is kind of a case, because I feel like we all know these guys, where, like, you grew up with them in the same town and everything like that, and they were a pretty sweet kid, and, like, you know, everything seemed to be going right, and then something just clicked when they went into adolescence that made them horrible, and then they stayed horrible. And it's just like, what happened? What happened to you? Is it literally just that you got a you got a dick that you didn't know what to do with it? The parents happened. Or rather, the parents didn't happen enough. Yeah. Like because some kids don't need a lot of like hands-on like, you know, they're kind of good from the go from this from the word go. Like I was a kid when I was growing up where I was pretty smart and I was very empathetic and I was, you know, nice for the most part and I was never a bully. I was bullied. And so it was just like, you don't really need a lot to do a lot with a kid like that. Um, But there are other kids who think they're hot shit that kind of, you kind of need to get in there and like do something. You need to do something. <laughs> like, because if you just do the whole boys will be boys shit, they'll grow up to be men who say boys will be boys. Like, you you get, kid, you get kids that grow up to be the 45th, 45th president of the fucking United States of America. Yeah. And look, I don't care if you got this kid when he was fucking... 
15, 18, or 20, if it's 10 years and he's worse than he was before, which he undoubtedly is, that's on the people around him. Yeah. Like, because Anakin was a good fucking kid in the first movie. Like, there wasn't a bad bone in his fucking body. This boy puts everything on the line for a dude he just fucking met. And wins a race he's never even finished. A dangerous, life-threatening race for a dude he's never met. Goes up into space and fights a war he has no idea the context of. And saves the day. And after all this, the one dude he just met, who he kind of bonded with, dies. And they're like, well, I mean, you could be a Jedi or you could go back home. And he's like, I mean, fine. I guess I'll be a Jedi, even though the one dude that I was close with is now gone. And I don't know any of you fucking people. Fine, I'll stay and I'll be a Jedi. And then 10 years later, he's a dick? No, 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 no. That's not the kid. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I wonder if they'll address that shit in the Obi-Wan series. I don't know. I wonder if we'll see like pre-Clone Wars flashbacks. Because apparently the Clone Wars TV series makes you like Anakin. Like they do a lot of backtracking. I have heard that. I have heard that. Because it's not hard. All you have to do is just not do... The movie version. Right. You And just make him grow up a little bit. Like... Because, like, at the core, all you really need to do is have Anakin be a guy who is really nice and kind and compassionate and sweet, but doesn't understand that some things are just out of his control. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. That's all you need. Because ultimately, what should have been the whole precipice of, like, the Empire is that he watched too many people die. That's all you need. The whole Empire should have started because Anakin was this all-powerful Jedi who was sick and tired of seeing the people he loved die. And so he seized control and he seized power to help and then that got twisted, and he got twisted, and he was seduced by the force into being a fucking arm of a dictator. That's not hard. That's not hard to do. I explained it in less than 10 seconds. Why are we here? Why are we here, George? Why couldn't you just write a nice kid? who was humble and unassuming, but a little impulsive and didn't quite know his own strength and just wanted to protect Padme. Not because he says every five seconds about... (laughs) What a Freudian. (laughs) (laughs) Not because he says every five seconds that he's in love with this woman that he barely knows and he wants to just have her in his possession for all eternity, but because, yeah... He knows Padme, and he wants to protect her. Like, because this film contradicts itself constantly by simultaneously having Anakin really love Padme and want to protect her, but then also doing dumb shit that puts her in danger. Like, 
you, you, you can't do both of these things, George. Huh. Fuck. <laughs> it just kind of seems like George Lucas is kind of like that Family Guy bit where they make God drunk. <laughs> you can't do that. Why not? I'm God. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. You okay? You think we want to wrap it up there, bud? I just realized there is one thing we didn't talk about. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So uh, maybe we should talk about CGI Yoda. <laughs> What's, I mean, I didn't have too much of a problem with CGI Yoda, honestly. I think, okay, let me be more specific. Let's talk about Yoda fighting. <laughs> Again, I, to this day, thought it when I was a kid, think it now. Was kind of cool. It's it's that thing the 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 closest parallel I can think of is do you remember when it was announced that they were doing a live action Beauty and the Beast? Okay. And it was announced that Emma Watson was playing Belle and okay. everyone lost their shit. Okay. Because it was like, "Oh my god, that's perfect." Okay. And then the end product was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I think that's kind of what this is because it's like, look, on paper, yes, if 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 Yoda's a Jedi, he has to know how to fight. So it's like, yes, that's a thing that makes sense. It makes sense that if this is technically Yoda more or less in or at least just past his prime, yeah, he's going to fight eventually at some point. I mean, you kind of... It's a thing of if the prequels went the entire way and we didn't see Yoda fight, I don't think people would have complained. But it's also a thing where you kind of have to insinuate that he could fight. Yeah. And so it's like... I don't have a problem with Yoda fighting. I don't think that's the issue. I think more of the issue is how you can't really escape how silly it looks. <laughs> I mean, and it's just uh, like, again, I oh. kind of dig it. I think it's like the first time we see a unique fighting style. I agree. For Of another species. Like all the other species are kind of just humanoid. And this is the first time that we're like... Oh, a Jedi can be something other than a humanoid with just, like, extra tentacles, like, and he can be the best, and he can be, he can do it crazy. I mean, I think a better instance of that is the fight that we're going to see in the next movie, but... I don't know. I think that, 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 this next fight is always the one where I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. (laughs) So... I don't know. It'll be interesting for me to revisit this because it's by far the part of Revenge of the Sith that I easily forget the f- first. No, I like the it. Fact that, like, I like that part. I look forward to that part. I'm just like, oh yeah, Yoda fought Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, it's the old guy like, fight. I feel like that should have been much more of a bigger deal and I always forget it. But yeah, it's one for me the Yoda fighting thing here is just one of those things where it's like look, on paper, this is exactly how Yoda should fight. Like it makes sense. It's it, there is that moment though of when I'm watching it, I'm just like I like this, but I know this is silly. <laughs> 
cool. I'll, like, I'll take that. <laughs> Please, that's the entire premise of Ant Man. Okay, so let's 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 put this let's put this movie out back and fucking drive a slug into the back of its skull. Um, violence, kid. Shush. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. Yeah, I know. I detest it. We know. And look, my hatred of this movie has grown with the more of a absolute feminist I've become. Because this movie destroys Padme. (laughs) Oh. Like, Padme does good shit. Padme does a lot of good shit in this movie. I think, actually, that's one of the few things where it's like, no, 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 no. Let's actually make sure that we note that Padme does some really cool shit in this movie. Um, But, it, again, it's the inconsistency. It's the inconsistency of, like, sometimes she's very much Leia, and sometimes she's not so much Leia. In the sense of, like, you know, where she's she's the one that kind of convinces Anakin to go after Obi-Wan. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's very much like the Phantom Menace Padme that we saw. The very much the, I'm not going to wait around. Fuck that. I'm going forward. I'm doing this. Like, and that wasn't how that character was for most of the movie. Yeah. Like, and that sucks because that version of Padme is really cool. And it's brought down. By Joffrey. Fuck. <laughs> this is like Joffrey and Sans. Oh my god, it is like Joffrey and Sans. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not I'm gonna stop thinking about that right now. Okay, so uh this movie. <laughs> this movie is bad. Um and if you like it, you should feel no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> It's bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> oh, no, I actually will say that to George Lucas. I'm like, this movie is bad, and you should feel bad, George Lucas. Look, I will say nice things about Phantom Menace, and I will say somewhat nice things about Revenge of the Sith. I don't, we'll get there. But, fucker, this movie is unforgivable. It's unforgivable. Because it's it's compounded by so many things. The fact that this followed Phantom Menace is is also like, okay, man, that's no, that this is your third strike. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck fuck two. This is your third strike right here. We're skipping all the way to the th- you're out. Because it's not once you do Phantom Menace and then you follow it up with this, fucking I don't care. You need to find a different person to do three. Like, no, you can't do that one-two punch where it's like, ah, that was kind of, uh, and then you do this and it's like, holy shit, that was bad. Like, no, take this away from him. <laughs> He's hurting everyone, including himself with, you take that away from him. Oh God. So, No. <laughs> yeah, just we're just teeing ourselves up for number three. That's that's really all we can say. <laughs> like we've said it all. And 
Look, I will have, I know I will have things to say about three, but I knew going into this that three was the one that I'm kind of meh about. So, yeah, it's like, how do you, like, how can you get out of the, how can you get out of this story at this point when you've gotten this far deep? That's, that's the biggest thing about three is that, like, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but to finish the loop. Oh, God. So. Trevor Lee Beverly, any last words to heave onto this dumpster fire? No, I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't, the truth is, I, I had a harder time watching Phantom Menace for all of the, like, corny shit than I did watching the bad shit in this. That's just the truth of the matter, like, I, I, I could take the bad shit in this easier than I could, and I think that's just a cringy factor to me, um, or that, or I just knew what I was, what to expect and what to cringe at and what to like look for the good in this time around. So I was like, all right. Um, as per usual, uh, the shining, the one shining, uh, achievement in any star Wars movie to the point where it's just a given by this point, the sound. Yeah. The sound, the sound was good. Yeah. Sound design was actually, I literally took note. I was like, oh yeah, I actually really like the sound design just like in the first one. Um, but of course the music was good and, only John Williams is capable of, again, it's like, it's like the, ironically, it's right at, uh, right before he finds his mom, which, um, is the, is the moment in the film where I was like, that's probably the best moment of the film. <laughs> that's like the best, like acted moment of the, of the entire fucking film. <laughs> Are you talking um, about the speeder, the speeder sequence or the direct moment of, of like sneaking? Because I thought the speaker like, sequence was weird and his face was crumpled in a dumb way. Well, I thought, uh, like like I said, Hayden Christensen really did a good job with the mom death scene. Yeah. So I was like, that's probably the highlight of this in terms of that. But right before that, only John Williams could really make me go like, oh, fuck yes. The way I did when, like, they're do- they're they're clearly... They're clearly kind of alluding to the twin son moment right before he heads off on the speeder. Right. Because it's like, that's it. That's the location where he did it. <laughs> um, But then we go from that, and I think we do hear the, like, the binary sunset-like motif. And then it goes right into Duel of the Fates. And I'm yep. like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. In the middle of this awful movie, John Williams is making me feel things, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Back off, John. Because fuck this movie. Because fuck this movie. Um, okay, so that's done and dusted. I never want to talk about it ever again. Don't ask me. So. <laughs> Gladly. Next week, God help us all, we are finishing the prequels with Revenge of the Sith. Good lord. We'll see you then. Alright, so until next time, I've been TJ Patrick. I've been Trevor Catalano. May the force be with us. (laughs) 